what's that? Season. We're on season four of the chore of duty. Believe it or not, yeah. I was guessing three, but four. No, we're on season four because we've had I've done three starts and stops so far, and so I've just decided to throw in the towel on season three and go on season four. Well, no more stopping. No more stopping because we're doing something new. Hello, happy campers. This is this is Spike. I'm here with my. Kid brother Chris, and Hello. this is not the Spike and Chris show. This is actually season four at the Chore of Duty. Season four, episode one. I didn't even see you hit record. Either. You never was, see me hit record. I don't. I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> this time, at least, I remembered to turn the little uh, screen off so I can see what time I'm going at. Anyway, so this, <laughs> beginning season four. <clears throat> Excuse me. Quick programming note for anybody who actually pays attention to the Who, What, Where universe. There are now two shows. I've always been two shows, have been for a while, but the Spike and Chris show is our pop culture show that we do together. And then the Chore of Duty used to be just me sitting here ranting, raving, and drooling all over their mic. And me sitting here beside him going, I don't know anything that you're talking about, but I'm shaking my head a lot. Yeah. I, that's... <laughs> <clears throat> so we're going to try to change things up a little bit this time around because the, the chore of duty is where we get a little more political. And we need to be careful because it's easy to fall into intellectual traps and just give in to, give in to emotions. And I've discussed emotions before. Go to our YouTube channel and you can find Reason and Emotion. I did a did an episode on that where we discussed that this has been around forever and ever. But I guess a quick recap here. There are there are three rules in the chore of duty when it comes to anything. Don't ask me about and he can't remember what they are. I'm gonna have to make a poster and put it here in the who, what, where library at the yeah. mighty Lucky Stop Studios. I know studios. everything's been done before. That's rule one. Uh, now think about Cardi B. Oh, oh, why? Rule number two, oh. there's always a big old butt. <laughs> and rule number three, qui bono? Who benefits? <laughs> Always ask yourself who benefits because nobody does anything for free. Because if you're doing something for free, odds are it's a good thing. Because you're doing it because it's the right thing to do. Otherwise, if it could be construed in any way, shape, or form as something bad, somebody's making money off of it. Guaranteed. That's your number one motive for things. <clears throat> but today, we are going to be discussing the balkanization of the United States of America. We're going to be talking about whether evil exists and why... For some insane reason, and Thomas Paine knew this 200-some years ago, white Christians yearn to breathe free. So, we got some distance to cover here. <clears throat> uh, like I said, a quick programming note. Uh, the, the Spike and Chris show is going bi-weekly, and the chore of duty is bi-weekly. So, it's easier that way. So, and... On, on one week, it'll be the pop culture stuff. That'll be over, like, on YouTube. It'll be on Facebook. And, of course, we'll have the podcast available on Anchor, Apple, wherever you get the podcast. Just like you'll get this. You'll get the Chore of Duty on podcasts as well. We're released through Anchor like we always do. 
Because incredibly enough, nobody is censoring the podcasts. So, however, we get into topics here on the chores. Do they censor that podcasts? Nobody censors podcasts. It's oh, very rare say, to see. Like, no, it's very yeah. rare to see a podcast getting censored by the platform because there's so many platforms. If Spotify is going to censor us, right now, right now, the Spike and Chris show and the Chore of Duty are on eight different platforms. Okay, if Spotify decides they don't like the cut of our jib, we're still on seven platforms, so we can always find an eighth somewhere. I can start a website and ho- start hosting it myself to well, sh- with you guys. Sh- because if we get canceled, we know we got backup plans. So <laughs> <laughs> Always have backup plans, man. There's a reason why there are short stops and, and guys working between second and third base, okay? But anyway, so we are going to be alternating between the two shows this week like i said the chore of duty will be doing some of the heavier stuff and this the video version of this podcast will only be on rumble because rumble is the only one i've seen so far that is not censoring we i've never taken heat from rumble for something we've posted now i haven't posted rumble in a while i need to get back into it because youtube is YouTube and Facebook both are just getting a little more, they're being oppressive. We'll say it, we'll put it politely, but anyway. So we're going to uh, talk here real quick about a few things. Chris, what is evil? Let's just jump right into it with both feet. Let's lead with our face. What is evil, big guy? What is evil? What well, is evil? To me, evil is, uh, can be somebody or something that only pretty much is out for themselves, care about themselves more than anybody else, will literally throw somebody else or backstab them or treat them like garbage, whatever, just to get their benefit their own way. Um, Murdering people. Mm-hmm. That's evil. I mean, you know. Evil is being essentially self-centered. You put yourself before everything else. Yeah. Everybody else, everything else, and everything else comes last place compared to you. That's, it, at its root, that's what evil is. <clears throat> so what is good? And if you say the opposite of evil, I'm going to kick you in the shin. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna say that too. <laughs> I know you were. That's why I cut you off the pass there, Tommy. <laughs> Good is somebody that is literally willing to sacrifice themselves to help someone else if needed, or is to be there just for a helping hand, or uh, to talk to someone, or uh, just you know all around just good person. The opposite of so, evil is. Good. Now wait a minute. You can say it like that, but yeah, I, I can say it like that because, <laughs> as you, like I said, I wanted you to think this through. I want you to think this through. I want the listeners to think this. Through. I will say this. I'm not a perfect person, but if I was in a gas station and somebody had a, was robbing it, but they was going to shoot someone else, and I saw that, yes. I would actually be that person that would jump in front of the gun just to save this somebody I don't know's life. 
Okay, now why? I don't know. Ah, that's a problem a lot of people have nowadays. It's just something that I know <clears throat> is the right thing to do because I don't want to see this person, even though I don't know who they are, never talk to them. They could be a bad person, but I would do it. Mm-hmm. I just don't know why. <laughs> well, it's that's part of A lot of, of people would say it's stupid, but it's like, well, I thought about this a lot, and honestly, my conclusion always comes out the same. I would do it. No matter what. Mm -hmm. Well, it's one of the things you gotta. One of the things you gotta understand, in order to live an enlightened life, okay, in order to live and and understand what you go through in life, you have to learn to be a little more analytical. You've got to learn to be critical. Critical thought is very important. You have to be able to actually separate yourself from your circumstance and examine it. It's. The extreme version of that would be like sociopathy or psychopathy. <clears throat> In other words, you are suffering disassociative disorder if you take that to the extreme. But a person who is enlightened can actually take a step back and examine their situation in the form, in like in the third person form. Right. You know that, okay, you've got like a, a six-year-old girl there and she's in the She's in the line of fire. Somebody's firing weapon, firing guns and stuff. Alec Baldwin's filming again. There's a six-year-old girl in the line of fire. Too soon. <laughs> Never too soon. And you would jump in front of her in order to take the bullet for the six-year-old girl, but you don't know why. Okay? Yeah, you shrug your shoulders. And I think there are some people, I'm not going to say the majority of people anymore, I used to have an opinion about that. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. There are a certain group of people who would take a bullet for another person. People who would lay down their own lives for another person. Okay. Cops would do that. I know there are people who would argue against that. We'll get into that. Uh, firefighters would lay down their lives for another person. Uh, soldiers would do that. Sailors, military people would routinely lay down their lives to protect other people. And if you live an unexamined life, an unenlightened life, you don't understand why you would do these things. It just seems like it's the right thing to do. Right. right? Quote, the right thing to do, end quote. And, and that gets bandied around a lot. And sometimes you don't know what you're capable of until you do it. Like, this incident happened... I want to say maybe like four, maybe five years ago, but I heard something that sounded like a gunshot. And then I saw people run away. Me, I ran toward it to see if anybody was hurt. And I didn't realize what I was doing until after I did it. I mean, after there was nothing there, I thought maybe they were playing around, they had something that sounded like a gunshot that went off, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But then I stopped and was like, I literally just ran toward the situation instead of running away from it. That's a rare you mindset know, it's like, to have. It's, it's like, I didn't even think about it, I just like literally just heard a gunshot, looked down where it was coming from, and two people ran off running, and I ran that direction just to see if somebody was hurt. That's because you're a good person, okay? So and we I was actually good people. <laughs> good people, 
Good people are few and far between. I've done that before. Something happens and people are running away from it, you run toward it because you're trying to see if you can help. Not take my phone out and record. Right. It's just <laughs> sadly what a lot of people do. Exactly. And we'll discuss that in a minute too. The uh, the people who would the people who run are not evil. Yeah. They're they're frightened. Yeah. They're scared. They're yeah, and their self preservation kicks in. It takes a lot of effort for a person to overcome their initial self preservation instincts and run towards danger instead of away from it. Yeah. That's one of the marks of a good person because you are willing to sacrifice yourself for somebody else's safety, for their life. Uh, and evil, <laughs> we want to talk about evil. What, what would an evil person do? An evil person would whip out their cell phone and take footage. Mm-hmm. Because, why would they take footage? Are they just going to keep it for their personal No, this is, this is what gets me. Because every time this happens, they say, people need to know. And it's like, okay, here's the problem. They already know this stuff happens. The question is, is why aren't you stopping it? Instead of preaching about how people are causing these issues. It's like, don't record and put it on, on uh, social media saying, this happened today, and we need to do something about this because this goes, you know, and stuff like that. It's like, why, why are you recording it? Just jump in there and help the person or whatever. Did you hear what you just said? These people are posting things saying, isn't it awful we should do something? And you're saying, well, why didn't you do anything? Because I wasn't That's, there. That. No, I'm not saying oh. you. I'm saying the person taking... I'm saying you are saying the yeah, person, the person recording the recording. video. Yeah. Why did they not get involved? Because they should be doing something about it. They are there. They can influence. They are evil. Yeah, yeah I'm calling out all you YouTubers. I'm calling out all you Facebookers who take photos and videos of these things and you post it to your accounts and you hope you get like half a million clicks or a million clicks or 10 million clicks and you think that's going to somehow justify your existence. That is evil. Okay? Take the lady who was assaulted on, a, I think it was in Philadelphia, on a bus. And she got, she was telling some guy to keep it down because he was getting all excitable and stuff on this bus. And she's got her two kids with her. This guy hauls off and punches her. And what everybody around her does, instead of checking on her to make sure she's okay, or restraining the guy to keep him from continuing to attack, they all whip out their cell phones and start posting to Facebook because they're hoping they can get clicks. That is evil. And you'll actually find quite a bit of evil in, in cities because there's a degree of anonymity there. This goes back to a thing where people, you remember in the Bible, it, you, uh, it said something about like everybody's going to have the markings of the beast and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, one day it's going to come. There's a lot of people that said that getting the vaccine is the marking of the beast and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you do realize you have it on you right now. It's called cell phone. Anything recording device or anything like that. It's literally right there. You can use it either for good or for bad. But what do people do it for? 
the user for back. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that phones are the mark of the well, beast. I, mean, I would say it is a it is a very sharp two edged tool that can cause considerable damage. it can cause considerable good and considerable damage. Okay. Good. You want to talk about evil? Let's talk about Google. Remember their motto used to be "Don't be evil." That was the that was actually their mission yeah. statement: "Don't be evil." They got rid of that several years ago. Why would you do that? Not just so you can go around being evil, but because that involves passing judgment on something. Okay? The one Bible verse that gets thrown back in Christians' faces, and for the, for the record, let me just say, I am a born-again Christian. Okay? I go to church every week. I've been thinking about this for a while. I am a teacher, not a preacher, so don't expect me to quote a lot of chapter and verse at you, but I understand the basic concepts that Jesus was kind of trying to get across, so bear with me here for a minute. <sighs> what the hell was I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> now, I just said teacher, not preacher, but... Uh, he was talking about evil. Yes. He was talking about the whole, you know... Uh, to see if you were paying attention. The Bible... Right, the, the one Bible verse that always gets Christian. thrown, the one Bible verse that always gets thrown up in Christians' faces by people committing evil acts or leave, living an evil lifestyle, and I'm not talking about like Phineas and Ferb, Doctor Doofenshmirtz, evil incorporated lifestyle. I mean sinful, evil, wicked, selfish lifestyles. It the one. The one Bible quote that always gets thrown in, in our faces as Christians, judge not lest you be judged. Okay? So, look, now you you had your hand up. What were you going to say? Were you going to say something in particular? No, this kind of reminds me of this uh, Saturday Night Live skit where um, there was like this evil villain convention. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about like, each villain was going to win a, a prize for the best, uh, you know, bad guy invention type of thing. Mm -hmm. One had a freeze ray, one had a shrink ray, and they was talking about how they was going to use it. And then The Rock came up there, and he played a scientist, and he built a child molesting robot. <laughs> and all of them was like, what? <laughs> they all... All of them was against the robot because of what it did, but yet they're evil. Mm -hmm. And it's like superhero, and it's just like, you know, with comic books, it's like, the villain does villainous things, but there's way worse things than what villains actually do. It's an old, it's an old trope. We've talked about tropes it's before. Between, between the Spike and Chris show and the Shore of Duty, we've talked about tropes before, and there's a trope that says even evil has standards. Because there was one point where uh, Marvel and DC were crossing over and the Joker was going to work with the Red Skull until he found out the Red Skull actually did a lot of work for Hitler directly and actually worshipped Hitler and wanted to bring Hitler back. And the Joker was like, are you freaking insane? Why would you bring back Hitler? Even I'm not that evil or psychotic. And he walks off. He, he won't work with him. So that just that shows even evil has standards. <laughs> but the thing is, not to get too far, not to get too far off the topic. Sorry, yeah, sorry about that. Oh. What is 
<laughs> Something that Jesus Christ tried to teach, and this was taught in the Old Testament as well. The, how, if you're if you're Jewish, it's in the the Talmud. It's in the it's in the Bible. One thing he keeps trying to teach is to love one another. Yes. Okay. You love one another as you would love yourself. That's the golden rule, right? Yeah. Love one another. Love one another as brothers and sisters. Well, even if you do, if you're coming at it from a, a, an evil point of view, you hate your brothers and sisters because they're competition. Right. I think a lot of people don't truly understand what an evil mindset is because, like I said, an evil person, a truly evil person, does not like their brothers and sisters because they're competition, they're competition for attention, they're competition for resources, all this stuff. The guys, I used to be a libertarian, okay? Libertarian believes in just live and let live, do whatever you want, follow your bliss, whatever. I used to be a libertarian. I cannot, in good conscience, continue to be a libertarian because that means I would have to passively support somebody else's ability to do evil things. I can't do that. Yeah. If I... The libertarian point of view is basically a humanist point of view, and we need to discuss the difference between Judeo-Christianity, other forms of religion, and humanism. Okay? With... Uh, with good thoughts, with religion, with Judeo-Christian point of views. And I really do need to start writing down at least notes or something. I'm going to start taking... You, know, you always take notes when we do the pop culture stuff. I need to take notes on these political things so I can keep, my, keep myself straight. But with the, from the Judeo-Christian perspective, you always think of the other person before you think of yourself. God, this is where the, the phrase God is good comes from. Because if it's godly, it's good. If something is good, it is derived from God. Because God teaches us there's something bigger than us. We are not the supreme overlords of the universe. God is. We, when, when you become a Christian, or when, you, when you're a Jew, when you become an actual believing Jew, you actually have to admit you're not in charge, God is in charge. Not my will, God, but yours. The fact that you can subject yourself to a greater good, God himself is a greater good, and is the ultimate greater good, then that is where the concept of doing good things, like running towards the gunfire, okay? In Christianity, for example, uh, we're taught that we have eternal life through Jesus Christ, okay? When, when you receive Jesus into your heart, Jesus takes, Jesus burns out the part of you that was selfish, greedy, and tries to light a fire in there so that you become more holy. You, bec you live a better life. So now you start living for other people instead of yourself, which is basic good evil 101. Good is cares for other people, evil cares for itself. And then there's that line in the middle. And then 
you think there's a line in the middle. Here's the problem, though. The line is not in the middle. Okay? There is good, there is a line, and then you have this long spectrum of evil. Okay? You Here's something a lot of... People like to talk about shades of gray. The world's not black and white. There's shades yeah. of gray. <laughs> gray is... Remember that line in Princess Bride when they bring Wesley to... Uh, to Magic Max, and yeah, most What's he's only most in... he's only mostly dead. Oh. Mostly dead means a little bit alive. Okay, <laughs> okay, that's okay. Good. so if good is, I hate to say good is white, but if you're gonna look at white, black, and shades of gray, if there if you've got a shade of gray, there's some black in there. Okay, by the same token, you can say there's some white in there. If you want to flip it that way, if you want to say black is good and white is evil, you do that. If you're triggered, just reverse it, okay? The thing is, a little bit evil is evil. Oh. Okay? A little bit evil is evil. So, you cheat on your taxes, you're still doing something evil. Oh. You, By showing you have the capacity for evil, you can do much worse things further down the road. Okay? There is a point here, I promise you, because we have discussed good and evil. We've defined it before on this show. I just want to bring it back up. We're already 25 minutes into this. We're just meandering right along. So y'all hang on for a second, okay? Um, restore the feeling in my butt. We are. <laughs> Go ahead. What are you going to say? The reason why I said that there's a line is because there's a lot of people out there that says and believes that they're good, but they're actually also have evil. And the only reason why I'm saying this is because like somebody can literally say that they're not racist. Mm -hmm. But but they're not racist toward black people. But Mexicans they have an issue with. Or something like that. But they don't think that that's racist. Remember it's I, like that is racist. Exactly, no matter what. Exactly. Remember I said any shade of gray is yeah. a little bit black. A little bit white. It, it's It's tainted. Yeah. Okay, when you when you have good, good is pure. Right. Evil it comes in all shades of gray. Okay, so okay, the person says he's not racist. Well, he's not racist towards black people, but he hates well, Mexicans. But hold on, if a person is not a racist, they're not going to tell you I'm not a racist, and they're not going to insinuate I'm not a racist. And they're not going to say I get along fine with black people. A true non-racist wouldn't even use black as a descriptor for this other person. Right. Okay? I mean, look, full disclosure, you're half black. Okay? Yes. I'm not. You're half black. You're half white. Okay. When you... How, how am I supposed... If a, if a racist person looks at you, okay, do they get mad at the half of you that's black? Do they get mad, what, at your curly hair? Do they get mad at your mustache? Are they mad at your brown eyes? What is it they're mad about? I don't know. It's their issue. Exactly. If, if you tell somebody you are not racist, you are a racist. And this is something that I need to bring up, too, yeah, when it comes it. to this, okay? Yeah, bring it up. And it's not just all racist, okay? No. It's like, but this is what's wrong with the world today, especially with the cancel culture and, 
you know, the walk movement, all that stuff. Here's, here's the bottom line. Let's say you have two people, all right? One is a straight guy. The other one is a gay guy, okay? Now, the straight guy, even though he probably doesn't believe in same-sex marriage or whatever, you know, that's his right, right? Now, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not talking bad about gay people or anything like that, okay? But this is just an, exa uh, uh, an example. You know what? Don't even apologize for it. Just go out and say it. Let's drop some truth bombs here. So, even though the straight guy does not cast judgment on the gay guy, but, he did, but this is what he believes, but yet, even though he will say, you know, this is my belief, but I really don't care what you do, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you you're going to hell forever or anything like that. The gay guy will get still get offended and be like, well, you should think this way instead of, you know, whatever. But this also goes with opposite sex, not just gay people, but race, sex, religion, all that. Instead of understanding what the other person is, like, I don't care if you hate me. That's your problem, not mine. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you how what you believe in, who you are, or anything like that is just plain wrong. And that's what's happening with the world today is like, just because one person thinks this way doesn't mean... Now I lost my train of thought of what I'm saying. It's, <laughs> We're going to start taking notes. It's, it's like... You know, race, it's like you a black guy cannot beat up a white person who's racist. They cannot beat up a racist and be like, now you're not racist. That doesn't work like that. This is a, something that they have to learn on their own. See, and you know, but people don't understand that. They think, oh, we'll beat the racist out of them, you see, know. You're, get, you're striking all around the heart of the matter and you don't even realize it, okay? But, I mean, it's uh, that's the way the world is now. That's the whole cancel culture, the woke culture, mm -hmm. all this other stuff. And everybody's blaming each other instead of just realizing, why all the hate? You're hating. This evil is hate. Period. You're wasting your time on this earth by hating instead of just going like, oh, okay. And walking on. I'll give you three words, Chris. Okay? Projection. Alright? People will project their sins onto other people. If you are a racist, you will project your sin of racism upon other people. Especially if you determine that they are not racist. You, they will be absolutely determined to prove you racist and they will call you that. No, they don't even care about proving you racist. They're just going to call you that over and over. That's cancel culture in a nutshell. Okay? A person who lives, a person who is a practicing homosexual is living in sin. They know this. This is what all of America is based upon. Remember the recommended reading I, I put in the Twitter? One of them was about Thomas Paine and common sense. And he, Thomas Paine pointed out in 1775, for crying out loud, America is has liberty because America is largely a Christian nation. Christianity 
liberty is a Christian uh, value. Okay, the Bible teaches the Old Testament teaches liberty, and if you go all the way back to to Judges, you can see King Saul, the first king of Israel. The prophets were telling the people of Israel, don't do this. God is telling them, don't do this. All the signs are saying, don't have kings. And yet the Israelis, Israel was determined to have a king, and they rooted ever since. Okay, They suffered under king after king, even the good kings. They were still kings. The idea was God was supposed to be your leader. You're supposed to be following God. God is your king. And God is, what other G word I just used a little while back? God is good. Good. Okay. What's the opposite of good? Evil. So, what's the, what's the opposite of, if God is not your king, you have a king who has the capacity for? Good. I mean, evil. 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 Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I almost lost you there. Okay. If God is your king, then you have a good king. Guaranteed. Okay. God is good, okay? God gave us life. He didn't have to, but he gave us life. This is why abortion is considered a sin, and this is why Joe Biden is having so much trouble with the Catholic Church right now. If it were any other pope, understand this, if this were any other pope than the one they've got in the Vatican right now, this is Pope John Paul, the one that Reagan and Thatcher had to deal with in the 80s. Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi would have been excommunicated years ago. He would have thrown them out because for their support of abortion, among a lot of other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should I, uh, like, piss a lot of females off? Oh, go right ahead. We're pissing okay. everybody off. Okay. We're, we are equal opportunity offenders here. Okay. Go ahead. So this discussion came up on something. Remember, I, we're on Rumble now, so... Yeah. No, so Piss I'm, off. I'm As about, a wise man once said, piss off, you two. I'm Go about ahead. to make some females very, very unhappy. Uh-oh. So, All right, hold on. I'll be listening to this. I'm going to see if I can keep them in check. Go ahead. So, women, when it comes to abortion, a lot of women sit there and say that men cannot tell them what to do with their bodies. So, they have the right to go and give up the child. All right? Do, because of that, why can't a guy literally just say, well, I'm done with this family and walk out on his family without that's, paying child support? That's the exact same point of view. It's and like, it's like, is that a good point of view? No, it's neither one It's an evil good. point of view. Yes. So the idea that a man can walk out on his responsibility to his spouse, his mate, and his children, that is evil, right? Yes. As you pointed out, that is the flip side of the coin. We've been doing a lot of coin flipping in this because good and evil. The flip side of that coin is that a, only a woman can decide what happens to her body. Unless there is a COVID pandemic and then you can tell her what she has to do with her body, right? <laughs> I'll see what you did. Oh! It's all that evil mentality. We know best. We don't need God in our lives, see? We know best. This is the humanistic point of view. You're, you do good because it's the right thing to do. Because the majority of people say it's the right thing to do. In the United States of America, okay, what are the majority of the American people? They're Christians. Christianity decides 
this going into the line of fire is the right thing to do to protect innocent people. The, the majority of atheists would say, are you kidding? Take cover. Get out of there. Or better yet, if you can get footage, see if you can get a few million clicks for it. We're back on that again. So, I mean, here's the thing. Like, even when you do good and you do run into the line of fire, and you do it so many times, and then get, like, totally beaded by people who put that, you like down the, for like doing that. Like the defund that, the police movement, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You get treated like crap because you're doing this. Even the good can become evil in not in an, in a way to where they're just like you know what i had enough i'm not doing this no more you can become jaded okay now it's like if you want that i'm gonna let you die i'm not gonna I'm, do nothing no, 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 no. Hey, here's the thing okay okay god god is our creator okay yeah. this is where the whole good and evil thing comes from becoming a father changes you okay right. becoming a becoming a mother changes you this is why abortion is a sin if you become a father and you hold that innocent little thing and that innocent little baby, I was about to call it an innocent little thing, God, that's its own way. That innocent little baby in your hands, your father or a mother, you instantly start bonding with that thing and you realize, I've got it. This thing is my responsibility. There I am calling it a thing again. But this thing is your responsibility. This little baby, this new life that God entrusted to your care, okay? Whether you believe that or you believe in the zygote and the, the egg and the sperm and all the other stuff, whatever. As soon as you hold that child, 90% of us are going to look at it and like, okay, I will lay down my life for this thing. It forces you to grow up. Just like that. Okay, it's, it's immediate. I went through this with Quincy. I went through it with Beth. You are not a father. Okay. No. So you don't quite have that perspective. Right, but that's not, and there's nothing it. you understand it because you are enlightened, you've had to make a conscious effort to understand it. A lot of these people, these social justice warriors, don't have children, they're single. Okay, they're single, and they may talk about how they may talk about incels and all this other stuff, and about how much booty they get, and all this other stuff. 90% of that is an act, okay. When it comes to these people, these social justice warriors, like I said, projection, they will project their sins onto other people. They, can't, they don't yet have the capacity to care for someone else. They, cannot, they don't have the capacity to understand good. Okay? When there was a time I would listen to people talking about how bad the world off is how bad the world is and everything, and I would sit there and I'd be like, well, let's let's start changing things. Let's let's do this, let's do that, let's do this, let's do that. And then they're like, nah. <laughs> and, yeah, and most of them, yeah. Are, are too like, much effort. No, too much effort. Because, again, evil. You can't, can't be bothered to go out and help somebody else. But now I just feel bad for them. I actually feel sorry for them. I feel pity. If you are a social justice warrior, I actually feel pity for you. Okay? Because, hold on, if you're accusing people of being racist, that means you are walking around with hatred in your heart. I don't know where you got it from. Maybe you got it from school. Maybe you got it from your parents. Maybe you got it from the other kids in the neighborhood. Maybe you got it from church. It's been known to happen. The Westboro Baptist Church, if I find any of them, I smack them upside the head. It hasn't happened yet, but it will. 
doesn't matter where this hate got placed, the, the hate is actually born with you. You are born filled with hate because hate is an emotion. You are born with emotion. Remember that cartoon, Emotion and Reason again? We're right back to that. You are born with your emotion. You have to learn reason. Love is not an emotion. It is learned. And this is what drives everybody insane because they think, well, love, 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 love. All love is equal. Uh, love trumps hate. All this other crap. You don't know what love is. Not to borrow the phrase from the song, but... <laughs> If you want to know what love is, you need to actually learn not to be so freaking selfish. You have to care about somebody else. And for some people, if you don't have, for me, it was the beloved, she helped me come out of this, just this little, it's almost like a walnut shell that you have to break out of. Because it's so hard to get through all that. And it took years to draw me out of it. The fact that we've been doing this for what? Closing in on three years of these podcasts between the two shows? Yes, closing in on three years now. Um, I didn't want to do these to begin with. I was doing it because I cared about you, Chris. Okay? You seemed like you wanted this. Well, yeah. I of thought course. you wanted I, Well, hold on. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. I did it because I cared about you and because the beloved said, you know, Chris wants to do this. You should at least give it a try. So I was like, all right, I'll try it for a couple of weeks. We'll get bored with it. We'll stop. It's been three years now. We're doing two different shows. I'm working on a third one. We've got all this stuff going on. I, yeah, we'll get into that <laughs> off, offline. The, uh, the thing is, I had to learn to overcome the hate that I'm born with, okay? Because, like I said, hate is an emotion. The opposite of hate is not love, okay? The opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is ignorance, okay? Yeah. Love is compassion. Love is caring. If you don't care, you ignore it. That's what ignorance is. It's not unintelligence. It's not a lack of learning. Ignorance is the idea of ignoring something. You ignore it because you don't know it exists. Maybe that's the, the maybe that's the rightful thing of just saying of what's happening with the world is that there's a lot of ignorant people. Exactly. That's what I'm trying maybe to say. Maybe I was a little bit too for I mean, I, I sit there and I think about some it, of the things I've witnessed. Right. Chris, this is how you learn. Okay? You sit there and you, you start going over these things and then you'll get new you'll get exposed to new ideas because you have to be open to new ideas. Right. The reason you want you've been wanting to do the chore of duty, you've I've been trying to resurrect the chore of duty for the last what, six months, and I haven't been able to get it done. You're the one who said let's let's start dedicating alternating weeks to it so you can do the show. Well, because you want to be exposed to new ideas and you want me exposed to new ideas. Now all of a sudden I'm the one who's coming up with the concepts on these. You don't actually have to keep track of well, pop culture I'll, news stories every week. I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you why I did this. Okay? Yeah. Just like you said yes because of me. Now I said yes to this because of you. Yeah. I knew that you love talking about this. Even though I have no idea nothing about any of it, mm -hmm. you do. And I know that everything that I've heard you always say are things that I think that people do need to hear. Right. 
because this is this is. I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to sit here and toot my own flugelhorn. But the reason <laughs> I do this is because I want people to learn. There's another way to look at things. I'm not saying I'm a hundred percent correct. No. I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to say take my word for it. Take what I say with a grain of salt. This is why I put those recommended readings on Twitter this week. Thomas Paine and and the American Thinker and all these other things. Get out there and look at other ideas. Look for your find your own facts. Find the facts out for yourself. Don't find your own facts. Don't make it up. Go find the facts and determine it for yourself. Your own worldview. Don't don't convert to Christianity because I'm telling you to. Convert to Christianity because you want, you are tired of bearing the weight of the world on your shoulders. If you convert to Christianity or Judaism or Islam, and and you submit yourself to God, God can shoulder that weight. He shoulders the entire universe on his shoulders. He doesn't care. Anyway, that's enough of that rant. What were you going to say? You're standing there staring at me with your eyes crossing and glazing over here, no, I'm, which I'm, reminds me, I would kill for Krispy Kreme right now. Anyway. I, I was just saying, like the reason <laughs> why I think it's perfect for you to do this is because I know. Like, when I hear you talk about stuff like this, I think of people like Graham Norton. Mm-hmm. You don't know who he is. I, I say know him. Uh, I think of people like uh, <laughs> Dennis Leary. <laughs> I think of people... I, I have felt I felt a very close to affinity to Timothy to Dennis Leary over the years. Not but, Timothy Leary, no. Or uh, Miller. Dennis, Dennis Miller. Miller. Uh, Bill Maher. Yeah. Like, I think of those people, but the thing is, is that they're, like, because these people say things that everybody's thinking, but they don't want to say it. You yeah. know what I mean? And because, they, not, they, not beca- hold on, not because they're polite, but because they're afraid. Yeah. That's evil. And too. these people are famous. Uh-huh. But, yeah, it's easy to listen to them because they're on TV. I think you can be up there with them. Because of the way you think. So th- the reason why I think that the tour of duty is such a good idea for you is because there's people out there who thinks the same way you do. They just either too afraid to say it or they don't know how to betray it. Mm-hmm. So that leads, to, that leads us to a final point. Go ahead and finish your thought. I'm just like that. That's why I think that this is a good idea. Okay. This, I'm what I'm doing. What I want to close this out with. Okay, the idea. Now, I I said we were going to talk about liberty as a Christian value. Humanism is greedy. Okay, there there's a a quote from the philosopher Sallust: "Few men desire liberty. Most men wish only for a just master." Liberty is something that comes with Christianity. Okay, it's something that comes with Judeo Christianity. I talked about the kings that they, that Israel suffered through. The entire Bible centers around two things. Okay, first off, the supremacy of God over everything. Okay, God is supreme over everything. God created all of this. He created all of us, and He creates the things that are around us. So the supremacy of God is one thing. The other thing dates right back to like the second story in the Bible, uh, third story, Cain and Abel. When Cain kills Abel, he 
God calls him out on it and says, What have you done? Where is Abel? And Cain says, Am I my brother's keeper? The entire Bible, okay, every line of the Bible from that point forward through the Old Testament, through the New Testament, the book of Revelation, even the Apocrypha, all of it, all of the commentary, every book that's ever been written about the Bible, every Billy Graham crusade, every, every sermon, every discussion, every debate, everything has been, yes, you are your brother's keeper. That, in, that summarizes in the most condensed form what good is. Being your brother's keeper. Okay? If you take Cain's point of view, is it my responsibility? I'm not my brother's keeper. That's evil. Right there in that one line, you got the definition of evil. Am I my brother's keeper? God says yes. Cain says no. Cain was evil. God is good. God tried to teach Cain the difference between good and evil. Sitting here and, and eating an apple or a fig or something off of a tree, that's not knowledge of good and evil. It was the fact that Eve took the bite and disobeyed God is evil. The fact that if you dig a little further into that, and if you go look in the book of Genesis, believe me, there's plenty of free Bibles online. Go find one. Look in the book of Genesis. Look at what Adam says to Eve, and it doesn't matter which version you look at, unless you go to the feminist version, don't, don't pay attention to that. It doesn't matter what book, what version of Genesis you, you say, God tells Adam, do not partake of the, of the fruit of the tree of life or you will die. Okay. Adam tells Eve, do not partake of the tree of life, and do not even look at it. That was the basis of all evil, because Adam put in something that it, God did not say he spoke on God's behalf. He was, he was being God. If you admit that God is a separate being in charge of everything, that's good. If you think you are God and you control everything, and you think you can control what other people believe, and you can control what other people think, and you can control how other people act, and you can control how other people behave, and you can control how other people live their lives, that, that right there is evil. Okay? Dr. Doom is evil. Okay? Lex Luthor is evil. And you notice they both try to tell other people how to live their lives. And then the one person who stands up to them, they hate their guts because they're being reminded over and over, you are not God. This is where the eternal fight between God and Lucifer came from. Lucifer, Satan, the devil. This wasn't, I didn't intend this to become this much of a theological discussion, but this is where we are. God says, look, I created everything. I'm in charge. Leave the burden to me. Lucifer was his prettiest angel, his most glamorous metrosexual angel that God ever had. And Lucifer said, no, I could do a better job doing this. That's evil. Okay, just the idea that you 
our God is evil. And you can and you can look. And none of us are perfect. Okay, we all have evil in our hearts because we're human beings. Alright? We'll get I can get into a theological discussion some other time about how you can change your heart, but it's an ongoing struggle. But that's another show, another time. Uh, basically, what I want to say is that you have good and you have evil. God is good, humans are evil. Humanism, which is the idea that humanity can change the world through their own actions, is evil. Okay? It's the entire environmental, environmentalist movement by that, by that point is evil. Environmentalism is evil. Okay? God put us here to be good stewards of our home. Okay? Of our home, our house, our block, our street, our city, our state, our nation, our world. We are supposed to be good stewards, which means we don't try to change the world in our own image. If a if a tree if a branch falls off a tree, we pick it up before there's a forest fire. We have actively neglected that. That's why California burns. Okay? We are supposed to actively take care of our environment. We're supposed to leave things cleaner than we found it. That's why when, when you did these, remember in 2020, all these presidential rallies, you had Trump's rallies where people were actually picking up after themselves. They were leaving places cleaner than they found them. Okay? At Trump rallies. Because they're Republicans. They, they think about other people. They take care of what they got. All these protesters for Antifa and BLM and such and such and such. Destruction. Damage. And litter strewn all over the streets. People pooping in the streets in San Francisco. Today. Okay? That's evil. The idea that a person feels like they have to go poop in the streets of San Francisco shows that leadership of San Francisco is evil. Okay? A person who poops in the street is mentally ill, and you don't take care of them. And I don't mean to sit here and keep slamming my table. <laughs> Darn it! Doggone it! We have treated the mentally ill like S dash dash dash, okay? We have, no, I'm just going to say it. We've treated the mentally ill like shit for the last 50, 60, 70, 100 years. Okay? okay, we shut down the asylums. Okay, that's great. There's no more lobotomies being performed. That's great. Okay, we're not strapping people down and, and injecting chlorine into their brains in order to try to brainwash them and stuff. Okay, that's great. But, but, okay, Nurse Ratched is no longer flying over the cuckoo's nest, but what are you doing for them? You're throwing them out on, on the, the streets. streets. Yeah. They are living on the streets. Instead of just a subsistence away. lifestyle. Instead of being taken somewhere where they can be cared for. Where people will try to make them better. To lead them back to sanity. Where people will actually take care of them so if they poop themselves they get cleaned up. Instead of being rubbed raw. Okay, this is not compassion. Okay, what passes for compassion for the homeless for the needy, for the, for the people who, who are just suicidal and at the end of their rope, what passes for empathy is evil, okay? Because it's just like, well, it's not my fault. I'm not my brother's keeper, okay? This is what 
The Republicans have been accused of for decades and have actually been guilty of, I'll say it, okay? Ronald Reagan, when he cut the instant Ronald Reagan called ketchup a vegetable in the school lunch program, that was evil, okay? Because you're violating what God's trying to do. You're supposed to make things better. Take care of your brother. Don't sit there and call ketchup a vegetable so you can sit there and pass some phony baloney little line item. That's not being a good steward. And that's not being a good brother either. But by the same token, all this compassion for our people, for Breonna Taylor, remember her, the drug mule that was murdered by cops in Louisville last year? Mm -hmm. There's a whole lot of evil going around in there from the cops and from Breonna Taylor and from BLM for exploiting her death to make money. You think they didn't do any fundraising off of Breonna Taylor's death? How much of that money do you think Breonna Taylor's survivors saw? Hmm. Again, rule number three, qui bono, who benefits? I mean, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, I don't understand, like, like, donate money to BLM, donate money to the LGBTQ, and it's like, well, what do they need money for? Exactly. What do like, you need what, the money what for? Money? What, what, <laughs> what, are you what are you doing, doing with the money? <coughs> I don't understand. It's like, I, I mean, even though I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, you guys do you, but it's like, what well, I mean... Remember? For cancer, I will donate money. Somebody's house burned down, I'll donate money. You know, whatever. But I don't know what you guys... Like, what are you using that money for? Like, exactly. I, don't, I don't understand it. It's like... Exactly. Not... Don't... You can't turn a local problem to a national solution. Okay? Kind of like this, uh, uh, what's your name that went missing... Or, no, her body was found. Yes. They got followed the bounty hunter out there. Yes. Like, what the hell? Quite frankly, I, I think, <laughs> quite frankly, I think Dog the Bounty Hunter should probably be in charge of the FBI at this point, because I've actually tweeted that, and, and, and why not? Would he do any worse than the guy we've got in charge now who's investigating parents showing up at school board meetings? Is this any better or worse than, say, the cross-dresser that used to be in charge back in the 50s and 60s who helped set it up? J. Edgar Hoover? I was going to say, like, uh, Yeah. The FBI has been corrupt from the beginning because it's a national response to a local problem. The further you get away from the source of the problem, the worse the solution is going to be. The federal government cannot feed a, a hungry child in a school. They could come up with all kinds of programs, and everybody's going to have their fingers in the till, and their fingers just get stickier and stickier, and that's evil. You're encouraging evil. If you've got a hungry child in a, in a school, do something about it. Okay, you, you're a teacher. Go feed the child. You see the hungry child, feed the child. Well, there's government programs for that. You pass the buck, you enable evil. Okay? Which... Okay, and, and, and understand, all right, so the teacher doesn't have the money, doesn't have the resources to really help. Okay, go to a church. If you don't go to a church, go to a church. Hey, there's this hungry child over here. Oh, don't worry. Okay, sh let's, let's go together. Let's take care of this child. Well, let me ask you this, though. If the government can provide hospitals with hospital food, airlines with food, but yet they can't feed a school, 
No, all, all the federal government wants to do is throw money at the problem. That's the only thing the federal government knows how to do is throw, make a bunch of phony baloney laws and throw money at it because it's not their money. You think Nancy Pelosi is spending a dime? You think Nancy Pelosi pays a dime in taxes? For that matter, do you think Mitch McConnell pays? You think Mitch McConnell's paying thirty nine percent of his income in, in taxes? Hmm. Do you think he's even paying? You think Mitch McConnell's even paying you know, his uh, his investment taxes, his capital gains taxes? You know, when government people like that. President, uh, mayors, all that stuff. You know, they're stupid. And I'll, and I'll tell you why. I'm just throwing this out here. They do what they do, and they get bashed at it and all that stuff. And, and you know, it's, it's rightful so because they make really stupid decisions. But if they decided to do go the really good route and be like, you know what, I'm going to spend money on a, 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 a hotel that the homeless can live in and give them clothes, food, and then have uh, somebody hire some people to come in and help them get back on their feet, find a job and stuff like that. Doing stuff like that and then going out and doing other good stuff, they can actually last longer in the seat of government whatever but it's so because much, they do so much good. But it's, like, it's, wow. It is so much easier, though, to just not. <laughs> it's so much easier to print a bunch of mail-in ballots. Now, I'm going to close it on this because we're an hour in. Okay, uh -huh. I'm going to close it on this thought. Something evil is about to happen in Virginia this week. Okay? on We are recording this on Halloween. We're recording this on Sunday, October 31st. I'm going to try to get this out here within the next day or two. I want this out before the election in Georgia for the governor's race there. Okay? The governor there, the sitting governor, is a Democrat named Terry McAuliffe. He's, a, he's an Obama guy. His, his opponent is a guy named Glenn Youngkin. He's a Republican. He's younger and hungry, and he's been trailing right up until the last couple of weeks. Youngkin, this past week, pulled ahead by five points in the polls. Okay, um, All the polls of likely voters has him ahead by five points. There's a good chance he's going to win this election. Two news stories came out over the past three days in Virginia, and I'll the first one is that the Democrat Party of Virginia is suing the United States Postal Service because they are refusing to deliver a, a basically a bulk shipment of mail-in ballots by November 5th, which is the deadline that it's supposed to be, where the mail-in ballots are supposed to be received by November 5th. Okay, I don't know why. Well, I take that back. I know exactly why. Because evil. They're trying to steal the election. Okay? This is why they allow the extra time. It should be extremely difficult to do mail-in balloting. They're trying to make it easier. Why? So they can cheat. So they can win. That's the first one. They're suing the Postal Service to get make sure that stuff is guaranteed delivered to the, the, to the state's election boards and stuff by the 5th. 
The second story that came out is that the in Fairfax County, Virginia, the guy in charge of elections there is saying, you will not know until Friday what the vote totals will be. We won't be able to declare a winner of the governor's race until Friday, which is the 6th, the day after the mail-in ballots. Mail-in ballots historically have been just a fraction of a percent of the total ballots. It's been 5%, 6%. Because of the, pan the pandemic here, they're using it as an excuse. Suddenly, 60 to 70% of all ballots are mail-in. Okay? This is what happened with the 2020 presidential election. All these mail-in ballots started pouring in, almost all of them, for Joe Biden in like six or seven select states. This is why I'm talking about this on Rumble and not on YouTube or Facebook, because they'll just pull it. All these ballots were for Joe Biden and nobody else. Okay, It's not that some of the mail-in ballots weren't for Donald Trump, although they weren't. It's that they were voting for the presidential race, and they didn't mark any other ballots. None of the other races got any votes. It was just for the presidential votes. What are the odds that the vast majority of all the mail-in ballots are just for the presidential race, and they didn't pick a governor? They didn't pick their senators or their representatives? Every one of those had representative races on it. They didn't vote for any of the representatives. They didn't vote for state offices. They didn't vote for local offices. They just voted for president. All these hundreds of thousands of votes, all these millions of ballots nationwide in 2020 just voted for president. All of them just happened to be mail-in. All of them just happened to turn up in specific Democrat-controlled states. Mm, there's evil afoot. I'm going to call it right now. Virginia, they're trying to steal the election. Okay. Come, you will not know who the governor is of Virginia on... On Wednesday, November 3rd, they're going to do everything they can to stall it off until until that Friday. The, I think Friday's actually the 5th, not the 6th. They're going to try to stall it until that Friday so that they can get those mail-in ballots counted. For all the talk about evil, evil men do evil things which leads other men to do to evil. Okay, Because men are evil. Okay, the Democrats get away with stealing election. This has happened before. Remember, rule number one, it's all been done before. And I swear I'm going to wrap this up. It's all been done before. They've been stealing elections since 1787 in this country. Okay, they've actually been stealing elections going all the way back to our founding in 1620. Okay, whenever there's been an election, there's been fraud involved every single time. George Washington is the first president of our nation, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. He was the only president we ever had who did not belong to a specific political party. George Washington didn't want to be president. He wanted to go home. Okay, he'd gone through all this stuff to win the, the Revolutionary War. He tried to lose it, but he, he managed to win the Revolutionary War. He wanted to go home. And they're like, well, we need help. In 1787, we know the Articles of Confederation don't work. We need help with the Constitution. George Washington's like, but I want to go home. But we need you here. People respect you. If you say we need a Constitution, they'll more likely listen. All right. We need a Constitution. And then they get the Constitution passed. They need a president. And George is like, I want to go home. No, we need somebody that everybody can agree on to be a leader to help 
provide, so, provide a solid base for the foundation of this new country. All right, I'll do it. So George Washington became the first president. This is what most people don't know. He doesn't belong to the Democrat Party or, at the time, the Whig Party. Okay? There were two parties in, in, in America, and George Washington warned everybody, please don't do that. Ben Franklin did the same thing. Don't form political parties. Because then he, he knew it would just become a team sport. Everybody was either going to root for the Democrats or they're going to root for the Republicans. Okay? Now understand, the Democrat, when the Democrats were formed, the Democrat Party was formed, they were called the Democrat Republicans. Okay, because republicanism is a representative democracy. So they were called Democrat-Republicans. That's the party Thomas Jefferson started. He was their first president. When George Washington left office, Congress, was threat Congress had already split into Democrat-Republican and Whig. The Whigs were the guys who basically sided with the king. Okay? As time would go on, a lot of what you know as the what were initially Whigs would become Democrats. A lot of the more liberty-minded Democrat Republicans would start the Republican Party. When George Washington left, I think it was 1799, something like that. Yeah, around 1800, when George Washington left office, they were threatening to impeach him because he wouldn't pick a side. Okay, that's evil. This is this is what men do. George Washington is is virtually a saint in modern America. It doesn't matter who you ask; they like George Washington, but they were going to impeach him because he wouldn't he wouldn't play the game. So life is nothing but a game. Life is nothing but a game. I mean, I've heard that saying before, but I never understood it. But yeah, it's like rooting for your favorite. I always, I always called it ghetto games because <laughs> when it comes to life, call it ghetto games because it's it's it doesn't matter how you play it, you'll always lose because you've always lose the game of life. Nobody's getting out of here alive, remember? Unless you have Jesus in your life, then you have eternal life. But that's that's another a third show we were talking about. I've been dropping hints about because. Uh, there's talking about politics, and then there's talking about philosophy and theology. I'm looking at go, doing a third one where it's just me basically teaching, not preaching. Like, I need a, need a name for it. Maybe teaching, not preaching would be TNP. I don't know. <laughs> or just TP, teaching, preaching. <laughs> I'll just call it TP. <laughs> anyway, so Chris, we're, we're an hour and ten minutes into this. We need to wrap. What do you... You got any final thoughts? Because I didn't get to half what I was talking about. But y'all keep doing that recommended <laughs> reading, and I will. I promise we'll discuss it shortly. Uh, the other thing I got to say is just stop hating everybody. It doesn't matter if you agree with them or not. Just stop hating them. You know what? Just I, care about yourself. My last thing. Remember, I was talking about the opposite of love is ignorance. Yeah. You know what the opposite of hate is? What? Apathy. Mm-hmm. Hate is where you just cannot stand somebody. Apathy is where you don't care. That's the opposite of hate. The op- Remember, folks, the opposite of love is not hate. It's. I think it's easier just not to care because it's like exactly. you can either spend your time just fighting with this person about, you know, each other's differences, mm-hmm. or you can just be like, 
you know, and that's what most people do. They 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 get they get it into their head. Most people get it into their head that if they sit here and they take a stand, that means they're gonna have to fight somebody, and they don't want to fight, so they're just not gonna do anything. That's why it's not enough to not hate. It's you have to make a concerted effort to love, because you have to learn how to love somebody, yes. especially somebody who you just want to punch in the face. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> also remember. If you want to change the way the world is, it all starts with you. If somebody's in trouble, don't pull out your phone and start recording. Step in. Hey, for one thing, we're recording this on a, on my phone's mic, so lay off of that. And, and second, don't go laying this on me, brother. So <laughs> next week, next week we will be back to the Spike and Chris show. And in two weeks, maybe I'll start talking about the base, about the foundation of liberty and christianity which is what i was supposed to be talking about and instead we just start talking about evil well it is halloween so i guess it's that time is for true. evil so. happy halloween uh, i've been sabotaged until next time folks <laughs> for my little brother chris this is big brother spike we'll see you all down the road take care y'all <laughs>